BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are ya? Hell yeah, let's do it, baby. Here we are, sitting in my office basement of my mother's house, which is also my house, but she reminds me daily, it's hers. I've got a beautiful candle lit. It's from Byredo. I believe the scent is loveless. It's beautiful. A couple gals brought it to me when I was on tour. And I want you to know, if you're listening, I, I like this candle every time I do the podcast. And I slowly watch it burn. And I think of all the things wrong with the I'm kidding. We're going to keep it positive. We're going to keep it positive. We have a lot to get into. I'm hitting the voicemails today hard. I was going through some of them this morning and y'all are just as in a, I guess, welcome back to America funk as I am. Really did not think that getting settled back from my whirlwind month in Europe was going to be this jarring, but it sure has. Found myself over the weekend just Hitting the baseboards. What does that mean, Heather? I just at one point, I got this really nifty little, and this is not sponsored. I just really enjoy this product because when you're in your mid-30s, you you get a high off certain cleaning products. So there's this little vacuum. It's a handheld vacuum from Shark. And my mom has the other Shark vacuums. Again, not sponsored. Shark, we would love some more products. I would like one of these little vacuums for every single room in my house. Just letting you know. So I'm hitting each baseboard with this little shark handheld vacuum, okay? It comes in a nice sleek little charger. You know, you can just bend over and hit the baseboards, which sounds like an old dance move. You know, drop down, get your eagle on. No, no, no. In your 30s, it's bend over, hit the baseboards. You know what I'm saying? Bend over, hit the baseboards. Yeah, bend over, hit the baseboards with the shark. This could be a new bop. Goddamn, I got to write that down. Bop, bend over, hit the baseboards. So I was just hitting all the baseboards this weekend with my little vacuum because I just had all this like nervous, manic energy of all the things that need to get done. And I've told you all this before. I'm either working or I'm not. There is no like, eh, we don't have anything today. It's either we're in work mode or I am actually face down on on muscle relaxers on the couch you know, with a physical therapist dry needling my sciatica while I also have Jeff spoon feed me limoncello jello shots. Like I don't have a middle range of we're working a little bit. It's either it's a day of work, it's a day of rest. And that's why I took a month off and went to Europe because that's, I needed that. I just needed to turn my brain off. But since I've been back, it's almost like the wheels have been spinning. Like I'm a hamster in the cage, but I don't know how to take the first step forward into actually executing what we have to do. So I got on this deep, deep cycle of like ADHD TikTok and I'd been off the talks for a while. Okay. And I'm not posting. I just, nothing brings me creative joy there, but I like peeping self-help stuff on TikTok. So I'm on ADHD TikTok. And the first thing they're like, here's some tips and tricks. I have such an intense list of things to do today. 
in the office. So they're like, keep your shoes on all day. If you take your shoes off, it reminds you that it's time to relax, right? It, it, it signals that thing in your brain that limoncello jello shots are coming around the corner and you're about to be face down, ass up watching the Kardashians. So you keep your shoes on. Also says, do not have any caffeine. I'm sucking, woofing down a nice coffee right now. Or look at your phone for any sort of like instant gratification of Instagram or Twitter, whatever the fuck brings you joy. I spent about 45 minutes looking at Instagram. But then I watched the TikTok that said, get off TikTok in order to not be ADHD. It's a vicious cycle. What I'm trying to say is the jump back into work has been jarring. And I was going through the voicemails today. We have a lot of voicemails to get through. And my God, I feel like everyone's in this restless stage right now. Shit, I forgot to put my phone on silent. I'm sorry, guys. Forgive me. Let's see who texts me. Nobody fucking important. Oh, the UPS store. Great. I got another package. More materialistic things. I don't need. If it's not a shark vacuum, I don't need it. But all of this being said, this morning, got my little cup of coffee. And I'm going through y'all's voicemails realizing Shit hit the fan this past weekend, week, this summer. We have a lot to get into, which we will get into momentarily. But anybody else feel like they're just in a weird, you're like the hamster in a cage trying to figure out what you need to do to put one foot in front of the other, but you don't exactly know what is of the utmost importance. Like, don't worry. As soon as I saw invoices from the wedding and everything else coming in, I'm like, I know I have to pay those. Okay, those got paid first. Dude, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I need y'all to just buckle up, lean in, allow me to sell photos of my toes online because there are so many bills to pay. That's a little, that's a little crushed ice ASMR for you. Still paying off that fridge bill. I don't know why I thought I was able to luxuriate enough to get a crushed ice machine as a gift to myself for the hard work I did on tour and have an international wedding. You know, here I was the whole time preaching, you know what, it's actually cheaper to do a wedding abroad. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) I mean, it relatively is, but it's also like I found a way to go over the budget. You know what I mean? And I've always prided myself on one of those people, like being a Maxinista. I love an outlet. But I've also now, I I also love top shelf liquor. You know what I mean? And the creme de la creme of, of linens and shit like that. And that's also started to add up. So I just need everybody to know, I need you to just encourage me, clap, like, really allow me to degrade myself for the next couple months to recoup the financial burden that has been my month-long honeymoon, my international wedding, and this crushed ice machine I thought was a great investment. It actually was. It actually was a great investment. And it has made my iced coffee and any drink, my iced tea, a margarita, just a cool, crisp glass of Chattahoochee water. You can't actually drink water from the Chattahoochee. You will end up with some sort of flesh-eating bacteria. But you get what I'm saying. Best investment is my crushed ice machine, but I cannot afford it. So. Mm. Anywho. Yeah. So if you're kind of like me in a sense of just, it's a weird spiral. I know kids are going back to school. So a lot of my friends have felt a little restless. I mean, if you didn't already feel restless with like everything that's fucking going on in the world. Now on top of that, you're like, fuck, I didn't even know summer was over. And now I got to get these fucking kids back to school or you got to go back to college or, you know, the summer internship is, is over. So that means you can't hook up with the hot intern guy you were hooking up with all summer. And you got to go back to, I don't know, whatever you were doing beforehand. Slinging ice frappuccinos at Dunkin' Donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. I don't know what you were doing for your nine to five. Dude, I loved a summer internship. I had a couple good ones. It's like going to camp. If you do an internship, no matter what it is, like say you're, you know, if you're a law student, you got to do the summer law program where you become a summer associate at a law firm. Dude, one of my friends, her whole job was like running that program and she would do, she'd plan the parties for the summer interns. I was like, this is the greatest job ever. But nothing better than when you see the young interns in their suits, 9 a.m., hungover as shit, bringing bagels to the boss. Like, oh, I don't know shit about law. (laughs) All I know is my dad is Chester the Fourth, and he got me this summer internship. 
I'm not even going to pass year one of law school. I'm Chester the Ninth, but all I know is this fucking summer internship is fire. We've been to six Brave Games, and I've hooked up with every single chick in this Summer Associates program. My name is Chester the Ninth, and my dick is medium. <laughs> you know who would hook up with Chester the Ninth? Your girl. I would see him coming and be like, shimling, check please. You know what I'm saying? For sure. I did a couple entertainment internships. I worked on a TV show once and that was wild. Did I ever tell you guys? I haven't even told y'all about these jobs. I might have. There was an accountant named Gary and Gary had a serious lisp. And Gary and I became real, he was like, you know, late 40s, but we'd prank phone call each other and we were about six desks away. He was in accounting. And I was just like the go for all summer. I had to put the scripts together, deliver them. This was right before I went into college. And me, I would prank phone call Gary all day. And this woman named Shelby, who was a fucking nightmare, an actual nightmare of a human. And I tried to look up Shelby the other day on LinkedIn, couldn't find her. And I thought, eh, she might be doing prison time because she was the worst, was my boss, was like in charge of dealing with all the, like the PA production assistants. And I remember one day, and I'm not really, I, I don't really talk back. I remember one day we were having our like Monday morning meeting and I'd only been at the internship for two weeks and Shelby looked in front of all the other summer PAs, right? And she said, you know, Heather, I think you and I could work more efficiently if every time I gave you a task, you didn't deep eye roll. And I literally in front of her was like, well, Shelby, if you knew how to, and I almost said, do your job. And I said, communicate better. <laughs> I deep fucking eye rolled. This bitch Shelby was insufferable. I know we have a fair amount of ladies that listen to this podcast, and I always talk about fertility and how you should get yours checked. And that's why I love Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility was created because it's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label, and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Cannot drive this message home enough. I am so glad that I found Modern Fertility last year, and I did it so that I could figure out my hormones. And then it, it kind of opened Pandora's box to all the things that women don't know about our bodies until we learn about our bodies. And I cannot speak highly enough about them. I love them. Here's the deal. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $179 instead of the hundreds or even thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Whether you're thinking about getting pregnant, not even considering it, but want to maybe know what, you know, your fertility looks like in the next 10 years, do it. It's such a minimal investment to get a maximum result of what you can understand about your body and how your hormones work. Honestly, I feel like we're not taught enough in school about our hormones and our fertility. So go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. And again, you can get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. I got you girlies. Heed the warning. Modernfertility.com slash absolutely. So me and 47-year-old Gary, who was an accountant, we just prank phone call each other. We prank phone call Shelby a couple times too. She didn't see it coming. But yeah, we we really I learned a lot about myself as an adult that summer. It'd be Gary. He'd leave voice notes. This is the UPS store. Just wanted to let you know. You're fucked. And that was, that was it. One time I called Gary and I said I was stuck in the, the safe. And I didn't know that the safe was like sat underneath his desk. You know, it's where they'd get like petty cash to like, you know, run errands, go buy shit for the set or whatever. And I called him. I was like, Gary, I'm stuck in the safe. I thought it was like a vault, like at a bank. And he's like, Heather, I know it's you because the safe is under my desk. And Gary had gotten in a bad car accident and had to sit on one of those, you know, yoga, big bouncy balls. And I just remember we talked about his back injury a lot. Y'all, this is it. Because I have never had a normal nine to five job. I've only worked in like restaurants and as BA and as a nanny. I mean, in a gym. I've worked at, I've worked at horrible customer service, front-facing jobs. But I just want y'all to know that while everybody else is doing their summer associate law program or their accounting internship at Schuster & Schuster, hooking up, doing 
fun things on the company's dime. My best friend was a 47-year-old accountant named Gary who had had a problem with his L7 and a lower lateral lisp. So yeah, would I have showed up to the law program summer internship at the ripe age of 18 looking for Chester the Ninth to dick down? For sure. Did I have that opportunity? No, because Gary and I were prank phone calling. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. But if you, you know, I know we have some younger listeners, but if you're in some sort of like medical internship, you know, it's like an episode of House. I don't know. Maybe you work at an urgent care center and you're just diagnosing people because your uncle owns a place. Maybe you're not even in med school. I do go to urgent care sometimes near us. And I do think it's like a little bit of a Doogie Howser situation. Like, and I'm not trying to judge one of the associates there, but there is somebody who comes in in a long white coat. And I'm like, you're no older than 13. You know what I mean? You're not old. And the doctor always be like, this is my intern. Just say Nathan. And there are days where I go, this is Doogie Howser. But you know what? I've never raised a red flag. I've never really pressed the question. I'm just like, you know what? Take my temp. Look at this rash. Let go. But yeah, maybe that's when I really need an intern. You know, maybe I need a Who, who would want to be a part of the Absolutely Not Production Internship Program? I'll pay you because legally I don't want you to come after me. But I, I would be down for that. The only thing is, I feel like if we were to really pull back the curtain and you were to see how chaotic, dysfunctional, and honestly, probably sad this production office is. You know what I mean? You'd be like, wow, okay. Okay, then. All right, this is sad. This is That's the thing is, a lot of y'all are like, hey, Heather, I'd love to be your assistant or I'd love to help out. I don't think you want, stay outside the bubble. Because when you stay outside the bubble, it's it still seems exciting. When you get in the bubble, you just see me speedballing after making myself seven macchiatos, hitting the baseboards with my shark handheld vacuum, listening to self-help podcasts about how to deal with, you know, a narcissistic such and such. That's all I'm going to say. Read between the lines. But that's it. I mean, if you really want to get back here, what would a summer internship at Amsley Not Productions look like? It's Robin rearranging furniture every fucking day. You'd have to be all hands on deck for that. My mom forcing you to sit down for a multitude of hours to look at her bumbles. And then she said, every night she goes, I'm getting off this thing. She hasn't been on a single date. But what she's doing is she's connecting with these other men and then pawning them off on her friends, which I'm like, mom, that's sort of some weird self-preservation. We should definitely bring in a a relationship psychologist to go through that. It's Jeff just making you watch chipping and putting drill videos on YouTube that he then puts up on the big screen TV downstairs and realizing he's not listening to a word you said. My sister calling being like, Bronson threw up today. (laughs) And then me being like, Yeah, it happens. You know what I mean? And then us just going back and forth and talking about how we're worried about mom. And then it would be me FaceTiming my ding-dong delinquent friends, talking to their children. Like, it's not that exciting. And then you'd see me weeping in the corner every day about three o'clock after I realized the amount of money that's gone out of the bank account because I've had to pay invoices. Guys, I want you all to know something. Being a business owner is not all it's cracked up to be, okay? The amount of money people need from you, want from you, are looking for is alarming. So if you thought about starting a small business, don't. No, I'm kidding. Definitely do it. I mean, I'm, you know, I have the control, but I'll tell you what, your asshole will clinch at an air conditioning bill. I get it now. Like growing up, my dad was, I was like, shut the goddamn door. You know, I understand why my mom keeps her thermostat on her side of the house at a ripe 84. I mean, goddamn. You know, I'm over here. We had a family meeting. I said, it's a lockdown. Don't invite me to dinner. Don't ask me to come smile near an outdoor table at a restaurant. We're done. Get the baked beans out from the back of the pantry. Open those bad boys up. If they don't smell funky, it's what's for dinner. Because we have been luxuriating and we all need to get back to work. I'm sorry. This is, 
This is an interpersonal spiral that now has become a podcast episode. But anyways, a lot of exciting things happening. We're trying to lock down this comedy special place time. It's going to be happening in the next couple months and we're going to shoot it. And then I will have like a couple weeks to prep for the new tour and we will go back out on tour. So stay tuned for that. I'm very excited. I'm going out on my own. That's the other thing. I'm paying for this whole thing on my own. I'm doing it on my own. It's scary, but it's exciting. You know, in this business, you got to take control of your own opportunities and your own shit. And that's what we're doing. So I will say, if you are at a point in your life where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do, just take control of your own shit. Because now is the time to leap. Max out the credit cards now. Because guess what? I've said this before. We only have about two good years left on planet Earth. I mean, we've been in a fucking heat wave. It was like 110 in London. Guys, we're fucked. Max them out now. Open the windows. Let the AC just waft out. Quit pinching pennies, bitch. We got a year left. And that is why I am not a great CEO because I don't understand the concept of money. I'm kidding. I do. Once you start paying it, if you never thought you were a frugal bitch before, now I'm like, okay, yeah. So we're going to be walking on our next tour because we can't afford flights. No, no, no. It's all good, but it has just been, you know, you know, this is it. When you take on this responsibility, we got a lot of things happening. And I am self-starting a lot of it, and that's okay. So really, all of this is to summarize. I feel like a lot of us went a little hard in the paint this summer, and you might be spiraling, hitting the baseboards with your tiny vacuum, just trying to figure out what the next step is, and that's okay. So give yourself grace with that, pay the bills, and then realize this fall, we're, we're locking it up. And by locking it up, it means I'm going back on the road. Tickets will be on sale at heatherontour.com. Come to that. Come to that because I'm going to need you. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. And I started taking Athletic Greens religiously while I was in Italy. Now, I took it before, but I really started taking it every single morning. Jeff had packed it with him. And who knows if Athletic Greens will even sign off on this ad. But it's literally the truth. I had not gone to the bathroom and like, four days when I first got to Italy. And then Jeff pulled out this athletic greens. He had been hiding it the whole time because he didn't want me, me or anybody else to use it because he's so selfish with his athletic greens. Had I known about it five days earlier, I wouldn't have been in the situation I was in. Athletic greens became my religious staple every morning. I'd have a cappuccino and the athletic greens because I wasn't getting into fiber and it changed the game. Had I known about it, like that Jeff brought it in his bag as soon as we got to Italy, I would not have been in a position where I didn't go to the bathroom for five days, okay? Take the advice from me, Athletic Greens, especially while you're traveling, is an absolute friggin' must. I love Athletic Greens because it basically just has all the nutrients, multivitamins, anything you can think of that you might need, all those essentials in a scoop. It's so easy to take. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially we're heading into flu season and cold season this fall. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I am so excited that one of my favorite sponsors is here to talk about better sex, and that is Woo More Play. They are back on the podcast to help our audience achieve the best sex of their lives. I love one of their products, especially it's the Woo Freshy Wipes. You can use them before and after sex because they're made with coconut water and smell truly fucking amazing. So you feel confident and fresh, especially after a quickie in the middle of the day. Also, I just leave them in my bag. I use them. It doesn't matter if you're working on the railroad, working in an office, if you're taking a million flights, I keep those in my bag, freshen up. It doesn't even just have to be about sex. Freshen yourself up. You just feel fresh and on the go. And I love it. Also, as somebody who just came off their honeymoon for the best sex ever, you have to try Woo's Coconut Love Oil. It's made with natural and organic coconut oil. And even though we use it for everything like foreplay, sex, massages, whatever, it's edible. It tastes like a vanilla cupcake. No joke. I highly recommend testing that one out for yourself. 
Here's the thing. Head over to WooMorePlay.com and use code ABSOLUTELY at checkout for 20% off the entire site. That's 20% off with code ABSOLUTELY. Enjoy better sex and thank Woo later. I love all their stuff because it's natural. It's organic. I love their freshy wipes and their coconut love oil. It's a no-brainer. Throw the wipes in your purse. Throw the lube in your bag. It's time to go. It's a hot girl summer. It's just really hot, hot, hot too. So you can lube up and then you can freshen up with the freshy wipes. Again, go to woomoreplay.com and use code absolutely checkout for 20% off the entire site. All right, guys, there are so many voicemails. Y'all were so unhinged this weekend. I feel like everybody is in this manic phase with me as well. So let's get into it. As always, you can hit the absolutely not line 800-213-7503. Let's get into it. Hey, Heather. It's Lauren from Florida. Whatever. Who cares? Doesn't matter. I'm getting right into it. I have an absolutely not for you that you will absolutely also relate to as I'm listening to the episode about Jeff uh, wearing his AirPods all the time. My husband, all, his name is Jeff as well, and he is deaf, pretty much deaf. Um, he went pretty much deaf in his 20s and 30s, uh, very young. He wears hearing aids. And, and the only reason I got hearing aids is because we got married and I was like, uh, no, you're going to freaking hear me as I yell at you. So we got hearing aids. They're amazing. They're great. They're super high tech. So high tech, in fact, that they double as AirPods, like they double as earbuds. So he can use Bluetooth with them. So nine times out of 10, he's listening to something on his phone with his hearing aid. He's using the one thing that's supposed to enable him to hear me to not hear me. They're just literally constantly going. And because you can barely see them, and I know like from far away, I'm like, are you looking, are you listening to me? Or are you, are you looking, are, he's like, what? I'm like, you're using your hearing aids that are supposed to help me communicate with you. Do not hear me. I'm going to slap him across the face with his own dick. Like I just, it's just insane. Take them out, guys. Take it out of your, especially while traveling. We just got back from Dominican Republic. I mean, same exact thing. Get the crap out of your ears. You need to hear me right now. All right, I love you. Can't wait to see the next tour. So the last one is amazing. I love you so much. Okay. Bye. Lauren from Florida. I feel this hard. Okay, very interesting. Last week on the on the podcast, I talked about how Jeff basically lives with his ear pods in, and it really started to get under my skin. The amount of people that responded to that, it was all women. All women were like, oh, my husband does not listen to me ever, period. It's like almost a genetic DNA thing. Men just don't listen, right? They they only have selective hearing. And I really, I told you, you know, I, I was on this honeymoon two weeks too long. I started to, to realize some major character flaws. But I'm not alone. Like I was at dinner with my girlfriends last night and they were like, oh yeah, our husbands don't listen. And like to critical things. Like, you know, you'll tell your husband, hey, by the way, dinner's at eight tonight. We're meeting your business associate, Ronnie. Don't get too drunk or whatever. And then when 7.30 hits, they're like, I didn't know we were going to dinner with Ronnie. You know, and it's like, I've told you this six times. I even wrote it down, put it in the Google Cal. You don't pay attention to me. And clearly it's a communication thing with men. But this is very interesting. So Lauren, you're saying that A, your husband actually is deaf. So he has hearing aids, which this is fucking wild that they have Bluetooth hearing aids. I mean, I don't know why. That is actually so wild, but wow, technology. But that's crazy. So he can use his his hearing aids that are supposed to help him hear you better to yet again tune you out and listen to a golf podcast. That's got to be double infuriating. Now, if I said this last week on the podcast or I've said it before, please forgive me, but I had a little real kind of outer body. I thought I had figured out the world while we were in Italy. We were sitting at the airport and this lovely couple next to us was using sign language. And I literally almost felt high. I was like, Jeff, you know, they're teaching babies sign language a lot now. What if as children, we all just learn sign language and then everybody in the world could communicate through sign language? I was like, is sign language the same in every language? And Jeff was like, yeah, for sure. So I started doing a little Googling, didn't realize ASL stands for American Sign Language. So then I realized if you use sign language, it's different in every fucking language. Got to be honest with you, 
feel like that was a missed opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Feel like somebody in the, the hearing developmental world really fucked that one up because we could all speak the same language if we all use the same signs. Do you know what I'm saying? And again, it's not as nuanced as that. And somebody's going to be like, well, Heather, that you're a fucking idiot. But I literally was like, wait a minute. Oh my God, if they're signing, we should all know sign language. There's no reason why we are not coming up to meet our friends in that community. We're just like, I don't know sign language. Okay, well, that's bullshit. We should learn it. We should learn some sign language. They teach babies that. Babies are able at like two weeks old to communicate mommy milk because they do the sign. I watch these YouTube videos all day long. We could do that. Imagine if you could go up to your friend who speaks Russian or German and you could sign, what the fuck's up, brah? Would love a brat. You know what I mean? Hello? So Jeff and I were like, wow, why has nobody thought of that? And then I did a quick Google search. <laughs> they were like, sign language is different in every language. I said, cool, cool, cool. All right. That would make sense. But back to the fact that your husband is now at this point, he is basically tuning you out to tell you to go fuck yourself. And it is what all of these, these spouses do. You know, I've seen a strong power lesbian and a pair of earbuds too. It's just who there's gotta be one person in a relationship who's like enough. I don't want to communicate about my feelings. I don't want to communicate about what we're doing later, even though I will 100% bitch in about 15 minutes because it's going to become as a shock to me that we have dinner with my business associate, Ronnie, later. All of my girlfriends were like, Heather, don't get better either when you have children. You'll tell them 16 times, swimming lessons at four, swimming lessons at four. You got to pick up the kids, swimming lessons at four. And they'll show back up at your house at 430 and the kids have hot fudge all over their face. You're like, did you take them to their swimming lesson? No, I'll take him for fudge. They had a lesson. You didn't tell me that. That's what makes me mad is when Jeff was like, you didn't tell me that. Sure did. 65 times. You just don't listen. And then he, had, we were moving some furniture today because that's all we do. And he said something to me, he goes, listen to me. I No, are you paying attention? Because I'm not saying this again. And I snapped. I said, really, motherfucker? You had the audacity to say that? Then I'm going to start addressing you like that. I'm not saying this again. Are you understanding? It's like I'm a fifth grade teacher. Hand up. Everyone's silence. I'm not repeating this again. I am stepping outside to smoke a cigarette. If I come back in this room and a single person has gotten up from their seat, no, Tyler, shh, Miss McMahon speaking. I need a quick three minutes to wolf down this menthol cigarette. If I come back into this classroom and anybody has moved up from their chair, it's done. Okay? We will not be having lunch. <laughs> That is a perfect example of me as an elementary school teacher. But yeah, that's wild. I mean, here he is. You're like, okay, we got the hearing aids. That's a great thing that we have this technology to help your husband hear. And he is basically like, I'm on channel two, listening to Barstool Sports, drowning you out, bitch. It doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter who they are, where they are. And I mean, listen, he's just getting ahead of the game being in Florida with the hearing aids, truly. I wonder, though, with the Bluetooth, like, can you, this is, again, this is probably going to be a horrifically dumb fucking question. But say if your husband were to, like, pop down to an early bird special in Florida, he's got the hearing aids in, probably, I'd say, you know, 85% of the restaurant at a 530 fish fry are going to have their hearing aids in. Can you pop over channels and hit the frequency? Can, you know, is there, is there a little radio frequency where I can pop over to channel four and hear what grandma over in the corner's bitching about? I'm just, I got questions. I got questions, you know? I love it. Bluetooth fucking hearing aids. They will always, doesn't matter what, scientists will always find a way for our spouses to tune us out. And that's why I have a podcast to bitch about these things. That's on God.
I'm sure you've seen dough. I'm spelling it D-E-U-X on Instagram and celebrities eating it. And I'm legit obsessed with it. They sent me a whole line and I was like, oh damn, okay, I see why this is absolutely addicting. Well, they just launched their new drip line, which is dessert nut butters that you can literally drizzle or spread on anything. I literally had to order it in cases because it was going out so fast. They already had the most delicious drip Nutella. Now they've launched a speculose cookie butter that's like the healthy version of that Trader Joe's cookie butter. It's got like cinnamon, sweet and gooey and tastes insane on its own. You can put it on ice cream or dip it to jazz up fruit like strawberries or bananas. Each drip product is enhanced with their beauty blend of aloe vera and vitamin C. My personal favorite drip flavor is the cookie butter because it's just insane. It's literally so freaking insane. Also, Drip is made exclusively with clean ingredients that are actually good for you. Everything is vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, and there are no bullshit ingredients. They took out all the bad shit and added good ingredients. Exclusively now, I got a discount for you. They never do this. 20% off free shipping with code absolutely at www.eatdough. So that's E-A-T-D-E-U-X, eatdough.com. Again, that's eatdough.com, promo code absolutely for 20% off and their drip line you can buy exclusively on their site, but you can also find their vegan cookie doughs at Target across the nation. Trust me, it's literally to die for. It is so delicious. And hey, I like to have a little sweet treat without the guilt. Again, go to eatdough.com. That's D-E-U-X, E-D-E-U-X.com and use promo code absolutely for 20% off. Heather, my absolutely not is Bucky. Yes, Bucky's the gas station superstore. I just left from visiting my first one ever, and it was, it was, it's like the armpit of America. I did not enjoy it. It was loud. It was crowded as shit. It was very stressful. And I just want you to dissect the Bucky's experience because there's so many people out there that talk about it and like have Bucky's swag and t-shirts and there were bathing suits with the Bucky's beaver who wants that I just it's really it's really something that should be profiled so that we can learn more about America like rural white middle class America that that is a Bucky's and these people know Bucky's like I was in the bathroom line and there was a lady that asked how many stalls there were and when the employee told her 27 she said Oh wow, that's really small for a Bucky's. Like, how many Bucky's have you been to? Is it? It's like a destination for these people on their way to the next water park. That's just kind of the vibe I was getting. I know you've probably never been because you spend your time in Delta Sky Clubs, as you should, not on the rural interstates of America. It was just really an experience. I'm a little distraught. I don't plan on going back, but I really think we need to study what was going on in the Bucky's. All right, love and light. Hey, sister friend. Thank you for calling in for this very specific, you know, I love a very specific voicemail. So I got to be honest with you, absolutely not to this voicemail though. While it's brought up a hot topic, I don't agree with you. I went to my first Bucky's when I was on tour and Chris and I stopped at a Bucky's on our way from Houston to New Orleans. And I will be 100% honest with you, had the absolute time of my life at a Bucky's. I thought it was charming. It had the perfect amount of tchotchkes, encouraging, yet also lake house wares, if you will. Now I'm on the Bucky's website right now, and I need you to know that Bucky's, let's go to the about. If you don't know about Bucky's, Bucky's is this really over the top gas station. Okay. But they pride themselves on clean bathrooms and a lot of fun. And on the Bucky's website, it says where the beaver never sleeps. That's a sexual innuendo for sure. The Bucky's story. So about Bucky's, ever since our inception in 1982, we have been committed to providing a clean, friendly, and in-stock experience for our customers. Regardless where you may find us, if the store is big or small, near or far, the mission remains the same. 
I went into Bucky's and had these. I mean, you walk in there and yes, it's very themed. It's kind of like Disneyland of gas stations. They got the beaver on everything, which again, I'm sure is a play on words, a little pun situation there. They got kolaches. They got quesadillas. I mean, you grab and go a couple breakfast tacos. I thought a Bucky's was next level. I wish there were more in Georgia. In fact, let's see. Located Bucky's. Let's see. Is there one close to us? Probably not a lot. We got one in Calhoun, Georgia and Warner Robins, Georgia. So none close to me at the moment. Would love some Bucky's options. Tons in Texas, couple in South Carolina and like one in Alabama. In Oh no, two. Leeds and Loxie, Alabama. Never fucking heard of those places in Alabama. And I've been there a lot. I thought it was fantastic. I love that they had everything branded. I would absolutely buy a one-piece bathing suit with the beaver on it and wear that to my local country club swim meet. So I just think, I think it was overwhelming for you. And when, you know, you say it's just about middle America, it's about the traveling guy or gal is what it's about. And, and you must not spend enough time on the open road alone with your thoughts. I think what happened was you were cruising, heading to your, you know, third cousin's baby shower, a couple States over and you're cruising, you're lost in thought. You pull over to this shiny thing where you see the beaver and you're like, okay, I'm going to go to Bucky's, see what it's about. And you realized it was filled with joy and it was filled with delicious snacks and amazing tchotchkes that you could then take to your, you know, your aunt's lake house. Something that says, I'd rather be at the lake, you know, honk if you love a sea dew or clear eyes, full heart, we're barbecuing baby, you <laughs> know. You know, tchotchkes like that. And I think it just, it brought up a lot of family emotions. You realize you were driving two states over to your cousin's baby shower. You want a baby. You're not in a place in your life right now where the kid things are, is an option. You're realizing, fuck, I'm not married. You know, I'd like to be married. I always thought, I don't want that. That's not the life for me. But maybe going into a Bucky's and seeing the happy signs and the food aplenty just was triggering something in you. You're like, I live in a one bedroom apartment, which is fine. We've all, I mean, I've never lived in a two bed. Well, I lived in a three bedroom once, but they were occupied. It's not like I just had extra rooms to myself for fun. You know what I mean? But maybe it was a little jarring. You just, all these things that you had pushed away in your life. I didn't want the kids. I never thought I'd get married. Maybe this is that aha moment. You see the joy, you see the kolaches, the breakfast tacos, and you're like, God damn it. I need this now. You know, I see these families, these kids holding dad's hand, running through, being like, dad, can I have another kolache? And the wife's like, Daryl, look at the sign I got for the back of your boat. It says, life is a speedboat. Go fast and hit the waves, baby. That's you. And it just was too much. And so you go into that very clean bathroom that has a multitude of stalls. You know, they have 67 clean bathroom stalls at this Bucky's. And you think, I want a big house. You know, you're in stall number 13. And you're sitting in there taking a hot dump. And you just have this thing. You can hear the wife excited about the sign for the back of her husband's boat. You're in this big palatial bathroom and you go, I wanted this. I didn't think I wanted it, but I do. I want the house that's crazy with the kids. I want the tchotchkes everywhere. I want the speedboat with my husband, Daryl, you know, who owns his own heating and heating and air company. I want those things, but why, why have I been pushing it away for so long? I think that's what happened to you at the Bucky's. And I think you need to quit ruining it for the rest of us. I would like to invest in the franchise. I think they're doing a great job. Do you know what I thought of a, uh, and that maybe this has happened. I thought of a really great business idea because I'm on the road all the time. I thought about like an app. Maybe I shouldn't tell you guys this. I thought about an app that you would basically plug in like the 10 best. So you like plug in your route, right? I know what you guys are about to say. Heather, it is. It's called Google Maps. But you plug in your route and then other people have been on that route and be like, in 15 miles, stop at this particular gas station. It's way fucking better than the other one. They've got flaming Hot Cheetos as opposed to regular, like mad specific roadside stops. And then I realized that is just Google Maps. You know, like when you get into Google Maps, you plug it in and you're like, coffee shop, 
on the route. And then you can, I guess, look at the reviews. But I want something specific where people just talk in my language. Like, bitch, don't stop at that, BP. It's trash. If you go up two more lights, they've got a lady selling mango dipped in tahine, tajine, tajine, for a dollar. Like, that's what I want. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, fuck, we got to go up two more stops. I love fruit with a little spice on it. You know what I mean? But I guarantee you're going to go have you could easily listen to Google, just plug it into Google Maps. But either way, your bitterness about your life does not mean that we can't stop at a Bucky's and enjoy it for the fact that it's clean, efficient, full of family fun and deliciousness. Honestly, fuck off. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I'm not. On to the next one. Heather. Hi. I have to be anonymous for obvious reasons. You'll hear momentarily. But listen, in 2019, I lost every hair on my body due to a disease called alopecia. I made peace with it. I got a therapist. We got through it. And here we are three years later, still no hairs, but four hoo-ha hairs had the nerve to show up this week. And absolutely not to that. Like, I don't need every hair on my head to show up, but like, I just need the four hoo-ha hairs to stay missing because that's worse than having no hair on your whole body. Anywho, I hope you and Jeff are having. Hey, sister friend. Thanks for sharing this with us. Also, just, you know, you sound very self-assured. You're like, all right, I'm in it. I'm in the zone. I have gone through therapy. I've dealt with this really hard thing, which is losing all of your hair. You're like, but I'm, I went through it. I went through it. Right. I was in this good spot of just being like, all right, this is my new normal. And then what do you know? Murphy's motherfucking law. Absolutely not shows up and, and sprouts four pubes. To me though, that is a wink from the universe. That is a nudge from God saying, Hey bitch, <laughs> she's still got it. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to try and give you some, you know, false sense of hope because I don't know how alopecia works, but I just find that's a little wink and a nudge from the universe saying, honey, we might be back or honey, we, we are giggling. Absolutely. Yes. To having a sense of humor about this, but pussy is still fresh. It is popping. The hair may have been gone on the head. But you know what it means? It means it's time for you to get back out there and ride that D. To me, that is the universe saying, it's time to start sexting. It's time to get back on that, that wild horse and ride it all the way to the Yellowstone Ranch. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are you picking up on the sexual innuendos I am trying to encourage you to be about? I really hope so. Really do. This is exciting for you. I know you're like, what the fuck? You got to be kidding me. But maybe that's it. Dude, could you imagine how exciting if just the full bush grows back? How hot is that? You're like, what's up? No hair up top, full hair, hair below. And then Chester the ninth is like, what's what I wanted out of this summer internship? Let's fucking go. I'm 21. I just met a bald bitch with a bush. Like the... Guys, it's full fucking circle. But to me, you got to laugh. You got to laugh about that stuff. That's a wink and a nudge from the universe. That's a wink and a nudge. Also, you know, there's a little thing. And I don't know if you're wigging up right now, what you're doing, if you're going out, how you're living your life sans hair. But you know what? It could be fun. Test, just test the waters out. If you're out there dating, I don't know if you're married in a relationship, but test the waters out. You could go get a little wig for the muff muff and just see what happens. You know what I mean? See what happens. That's fun. Imagine that kind of party trick. You show up. Hey, guys, I'm Kimberly. Can't grow hair on the head right now because I've got alopecia, but, and then you just lift the skirt and it's just, damn, this law internship is fucking crazy. Like, that's it. You're... <laughs> You're year three law student at your internship. Everybody goes around the circle, says something about themselves. Hey, I'm Lindsay. 
my parents have a lake house and my sister is a cunt and hates Bucky's. And then the next one's like, hey, I'm Michael. I'm a Red Sox fan and I enjoy Mortal Kombat. And you're like, okay, Michael, you're not getting laid. And then it gets to you and you're like, hey, what's up? I'm Kimberly. And then I have no hair up top, but full bush. And then it's just Chester being like, oh, no. I knew this is going to be the greatest summer ever. And then you just hear an air horn. Dude, party trick. And I hate when, when I get interviewed for stuff, they're like, tell us one thing that nobody knows about yourself. I'm, I'm out of things. You guys know everything. But what a cool party trick if that's your thing. Even if it's stick it on, glue it on. You know, let the, don't remove the three to five hairs that are there. But I say you go full slick up top, full bush below. S- slap it, stick it, bejazzle it, get back on that dong. We're, we're encouraging you. We are behind you. And absolutely yes to a little growth. We love that sister friend. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather, it's Caroline. I am a longtime listener. I love your show. And I just have to give you an absolutely not because it is currently 830 in the morning. I'm in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and I'm trying to get my ass tanned by the pool and it is not working. Can we please go back to the tanning booth? I miss tanning booths. I just can't even tell you. I miss the experience. I miss the smell. I miss the Kardashian tanning lotion. Like, of all the things that I had to lose because of, like, the potential to having skin cancer, I would do anything to get the tanning booth back. There's nothing worse than a self-tanner. There's nothing worse than feeling pale as fuck on a beach in Hilton Head, South Carolina in the summer when you're supposed to be tan and glowing and beautiful like you were at your wedding in Italy. And I am not that. And it's just horrible. So it's just an absolutely not for me. I don't know what we're going to have to do to get these people to invent a tanning booth that doesn't destroy you and give you cancer, but it needs to happen. So love and light girl, have an absolutely great day, but you know, let's just all stay tan for the summer. Bye. I contemplated even using this voicemail, but it's just so this, (laughs) this is such a perfect example of just where my generation is, you know, emotionally and spiritually at this moment. Okay. I love a bitch who hangs out in Hilton Head. We used to have a condo in Hilton Head. That place was my jam. They also, too, have phenomenal outlets. I'm going to go ahead and say, no, we're not bringing tanning beds back. You know what's wild? I was at the bank the other day, and I saw there was a tanning bed place near the bank, and I was like, those things still exist? They do, especially in southern cities. You know, I'm in Atlanta. You know, there's some tanning booths. There's some baddies. There's some baddies named Tammy who run the tanning booths, and it's a vibe. To me, a tanning booth, a tanning moment was such a core memory After school, I would drive in my school uniform to the tanning bed place, and it was called like Solar Express. You know what I mean? You'd get the little play. You had a package. You always had a package. And the packages were only like $50. I remember every time you were there, you were like, you'd walk in and it'd be some girl named like Cassie. And Cassie's like, hey, I'm going to put you for 10 minutes in the ultra on bed eight good luck. And then you'd be like, yeah. And she's like, oh, by the way, you only have 45 more appointments left in your package. So let me know when you want to re-up. And you're like, listen, Cassie, I know the only way you're making money because you're getting paid $1.50 an hour is by me renewing these packages. But I still have 45 sessions. And when you do the math, you don't actually know how the tanning bed's making money. No, I know actually how they were making money. They always sold you on the tanning lotion. They're like, if you put this stuff on your skin that smells like pina coladas, but also smells a little bit like pine sol and ethanol gas, if you put that on your skin with the, you know, remember you buy the $5 Playboy bunny little tattoos? God, uh, white women are dumb. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say this. As a collective, we were not bright. That's how they made money on the, they'd upcharge you for about $45 on the tattoo and the lotion. The lotion was always like 60 bucks. But then you'd have 45 sessions for $50 and you didn't, you were like, they're losing money on that. And you'd go in, you do your 10 minutes, you come out, your skin would actually feel like it was rippling off your body. You know, there'd be steam heat. You knew you were scandalous. You'd see all the girls from school at the tanning bed. You would come out with your skirt rolled up, but I just have like on a tank top, like a wife beater underneath. You know what I'm saying? Also, I just realized we should not use that phrase anymore. For a white tank top, 
wife beat. Oh my, that's terrible. Mm, just that just came to me. Core memory there though. You come in with your tank top from your Abercrombie, tucked into your uniform skirt. And the Playboy bunny, it never looked like a Playboy bunny on me. It was just kind of like a, like a soft, I don't know, like a date had just been sitting somewhere on my pelvic bone. Cause I would move and I, you know, the ADHD would get to me and I'd always try and lean out of the tanning bed to switch the song on my iPod. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, remember, oh, no, no, no. Remember when you go to the tanning bed and you could like pick the music and you'd have to literally like have a Walkman. I mean, I'm only 35, but you'd have to like put the music on and I always have to have the fans on in the tanning bed. Terrifying. The Playboy Bunny or the heart shaped tattoo never looked like it was supposed to on me. It would just look like a, like a hard raisin had been sitting there or a large cocktail olive had been just kind of loosely rolling across my body for those 10 minutes. Cause I'd always move. I'd have to reach my arm out and like check to see if my purse was still there. Like nobody was coming in the booth, but I just, I was restless. Y'all, I had a friend who worked at the tanning bed and she, they caught a cereal pooper. There was a woman, a grown woman, wealthy woman who would come in and take a dump in the trash can every day. I swear to God in the tanning booth. But anyways, my, all of this to say is going to a tanning bed as a, as a youth in high school and college was such a fucking core memory. You bought the package, you bought the tattoos, you had the pure chemical ethanol gas lotion that smelled like a bad Bennigan's restaurant. You played the music, you turned on the fans. I've said this a million times before in college on a Thursday, I would go to 10 minutes in the tanning bed because they said it would open up your pores and then do a stand-up spray tan. And then I go to the bar like that without washing it off. So I smelled like a mixture of like ethanol gas, sweat, tanning solution, and future regret. And I thought I was on top of the world. And I know probably friends in the Asian community are listening to this going, wow, white women are dumb. But again, you always want what you can't have. If you have fair skin, you want to be tan. I don't know what our obsession is. I mean, I've got Italian blood in me. I get a nice golden cookie tan. But God, we used to just love that shit. And it has done irreversible damage. <laughs> You know what I mean? Irreversible damage. But what a core memory. So no, no, we don't need to bring back tanning beds. Bad, horrible, absolutely not. But is it nostalgic as fuck? Yes. I'd reach my arm out of that tanning bed, hit play, and I'd hear on Mariah Carey, cause you'll always be my baby. I mean, that's even dating myself back. What was like really high school? Or it'd be like <clears throat> the entire 50 Cent album. I don't know what you heard about me. You know, I'm listening to Pimp in the tanning bed. And I remember the girls who would not turn on the fans in the tanning bed were like so hardcore because they're like, no, I'm sweating. No, you get such a better tan if you don't turn on the fans. And we used to just wear the, the, the goggles over our eyes. Like, what were we thinking, though? We didn't know. We didn't know what we didn't know. And now all I do is aggressively Google how to get rid of sunspots. But I got a good tan in Italy, so it is what it is. But no, what a core memory. But no, you know, you're in Hilton Head. Relax. Do a deep exfoliation. I guarantee you, you know, Hilton Head has an, an older population. I guarantee you there's a nice 70-year-old man wouldn't even have to upcharge. He could say, hey, listen, you haven't seen a titty in a while. Can I get you to scrub down my lower back and, and do a glow up for me? My husband has to glow me up all the time with a sunless tanner. I guarantee you, you could get somebody coming fresh off the golf course, a nice man who's been widowed, and he would gladly put the sunless tanner on the places that you can't reach, bitch. But no, we're not bringing back tanning beds. And if you see one, say something. Hey, Heather. Uh, my name is Marina. I'm from Ohio. I just wanted to first of all say congrats on the ceremonial part of your wedding. I know you've been married for a while. Um, I just wanted to give, and I don't know, this is a mixture between absolutely not and an absolutely yes. I've been having a bit of a manic week. I turned 30 in December. 
you know, it's been a rough year. Uh, a lot of stuff's happened in the country and the world. And I just quit my job. I work at a school and we start in two weeks and I just had to put myself first and say absolutely not to that job. And so, you know, anybody out there listening to this podcast, if you want to hire me, um, I've got a, I've got a lot of skill sets. Heather, if you want to hire me, I've got a lot of skills, a lot of people's skills. Um, so yeah, just any advice you have for someone that is apparently going through a quarter life, older than quarter life crisis, I would gladly take. Thank you. God bless. Love you. I heard this one, sis. And while everybody thinks, you know, oh, I'm married now, went to the honeymoon. Yeah, I'm richly blessed. There's a lot of exciting things. But I was in the position you were in three years ago, four years ago, yesterday. You know what I mean? You going through that, you just turned 30, you're quitting your job, you're, you're going to figure out your new normal and you're going to get into it the right groove. And you're going to figure it out. But give yourself grace with this. I mean, you know, I jokingly say, as the summer winds down, it is kind of that thing where you're like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do next? What is the next step? But give yourself grace as you try and figure that out. And like you said, you have a million skills. I bet a lot of those skills, because you were in education, organization. Obviously, you're good at teaching, good at, at explaining, probably design. You have a creative bug in you. I think any educator has to be creative. Have you seen classrooms? Creative. You know, time management. I'm sure you're solid with that. Again, if I was a teacher, I would tell the children, if anybody gets up from the red line while I'm outside having a cigarette, no one's having lunch or recess. So I'm sure you're way better with the time management than I would be. Don't put like a solidifying, like I am turning 30. It has to be done now because that is so unfair to yourself. Y'all, I had my 30th birthday and I, I literally, my dad had just died and I was like, I had no idea what the fuck I was going to do. Things did not pop off until like, like I, all the work I had done in my life wasn't until I got on the Today Show that things really popped off, which was 20, well, into 2018, 2019. Do you know what I mean? That's when shit really, 2018, it's when shit really started to pop off. And I had done the work. I had done all of the work. I had one woman show in LA for a while. I was doing shows in Atlanta. I had done all the work. I had been doing the work, but it took till I was like 32 for anything to really pop off. So give yourself grace on that. I hear you're having a quarter life crisis. I used to tell that when I moved home after my dad died and I was living with my mom and I was basically starting at square one, I was working at a restaurant again. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I felt like I was starting over, but you're not, you're not starting over. You're just pivoting. It's a hard pivot. You're going to figure out what's the next thing that brings you joy. Cause remember we only have about two years left on this earth. So you better do the shit now that brings joy than hanging on to the shit that doesn't. And I'd love for you to reach back out with some more detail because you didn't tell us where you live, what you're doing. You know, if somebody wants to hire you, if I want to hire you for my fall internship program, which will be paid, paid internship program. Yeah, I need to know where you're located. You know, you just said I quit and then hung up. So I want you to know that we're encouraging you. A lot of people are pivoting and I hate this like, you know, if you come to my stand-up shows, all I do is talk about the hard shit that I've been through and or going through. That's what this podcast is for. Guys, marriage is not a solidifying thing that once you get married, it checks that thing off the list and then your life is perfect. Marriage is hard. Relationships are hard. Work is hard. You know, everyone shoves down my throat every day. Why aren't you pregnant? Why don't you have kids? Because all I see is how hard it is from my friends who have them. And I know how hard I have to work now. And the thought of also having kids on that, which also if you came to my last tour, you know the infertility issues we've had. But all of that, it's like everybody thinks if you just do the next thing, it will be easier. If you, if I could just get married, if I could just have kids, if I could just do this, if I could just do that. I saw this phenomenal TikTok that I will share. It was an older woman. She said she was turning, I believe 90. She said, I'm going into my 90th birthday. And if there's anything I can tell people, do not wait for your joy. This woman says, I would always tell myself if I could just get my kids out of diapers, if I could just get my kids to school, if I could just finish this job, if I could just do this. We're always thinking about if I could just do the next thing. And then you're not living in the moments. Like if I could just get to this wedding and then the wedding happened, then I'm like, I'm now, there's nothing to live for. That was so much fun. We've got to figure out ways 
while we spiral, while I'm dust busting the fucking baseboards because I don't know what my fucking next step is and the laundry list of bullshit things that aren't fun that I have to do is piling up, we have to be able to figure out how do we find joy in that moment. It can't constantly be like to the next, to the next, to the next. I'll share this TikTok on my Instagram sometime this week, but it was just very endearing. How do we find joy in the chaos, in the manic energy, in the moment while we're, we're still trying to figure out what the next thing is? But I, I listen, this has been a very hard lesson for me because now that I'm home, like, okay, now I have to be, we got the special. Then I got to, I got to be back on the tour in November. So I have to write all this new material. And then this has to happen. I got to do this. There's a difference between keeping yourself organized and on track. But if you don't enjoy today on Monday, if you don't enjoy today on a Wednesday, you have to find the joy in the process of where you're at. I used to always think, well, if I can just get to where I need to be, it's gonna, life is going to be so much easier. It doesn't make it easier. It just makes it more layered and complicated. There is so much joy. There's more comfort in success and when you're figuring it out, but it doesn't make it just easy. So just know that, okay? We've been through a lot today. We've got Bluetooth hearing aids. We've got a woman who hates a Bucky's. We've got a woman who's has alopecia, but has a couple hairs on the old vagina. We got one bitch who wants to bring back tanning beds because she can't find her joy in just laying in Hilton Head. So just want you to know everybody's going through it right now. There's a restlessness. If you're feeling it, I'm feeling it too. It's not all glitz and glamour. It's not perfect. Life can be hard and we're all in this together. And as always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503 into the Absolutely Not line. It brings me so much immense joy to be able to hear from you guys and to get back to that connection because I missed you, babies. I was in Italy just staring at my husband thinking, this is the moment I take this nine iron to the back of the knees. But just know we're all in this together. And I would like a lot more of those handheld shark vacuums if they want to sponsor me. That'd be fantastic. I'll see you guys on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. In the meantime, between time, arrivederci, ciao, Bella. I'll see you guys later. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.